It is the 90s, and there is time for the Pie Factory Podcast. We on? We on. Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards. <laughs> you know, the awesome thing is that I figured out that this... Uh, I have a 24-track recorder here that I use as an audio interface and almost exclusively as an audio interface. I've only actually recorded with it as a recorder once in the past three years Uh that I've had it. I can actually use the record button on here to set the software to record so I don't have to click on stuff. I can just tap the record button. It's recording. I like that. I love technology, Jimmy G. Oh, I, I love technology, too. Well, technology is why Pie Factory Podcast exists. Yes. Granted, ancient technology. Ancient, yep. Well, actually, no, because we do use sort of modern technology. The old meets the new here. Yeah, that's very true. Yes. So that's uh, very... we talk about, we need modern technology to play because we can't find the ancient technology. Well, the thing is, you know, the old meets the new. uh, I like that because that just sounds so pretentious, you know. And we're, we're nothing if not about pretensions here. Of course, that's who we are here at Pie Factory. The pretentious pie. I shouldn't say that because uh, Zerb would probably say something about that because he used to have a podcast called The Pretentious Podcast. Yes. Yeah. Oh, did you hear the uh, the new uh, Please Stand By that he did with Ferg? No, I didn't. I didn't oh, know that was. Yeah, or is it, that's on YouTube now, isn't it? I don't know if it's on YouTube, but it still showed up in his uh, podcast feed. Oh, okay. It was really good. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's good people. Him and Ferg are hey, good we, people. We need to greet our audience because oh. we just been babbling. Oh, so hold hi, on, audience. Ah, there goes my air conditioner. Mine too. Uh, hi, it's summer, hot town, summer in the city. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the thing is, in the Midwest, it gets warm in the summer. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, the nice thing about living in the Chicago area is we kind of get the worst of the summer and the winter. Oh yeah, yeah. This well, past winter wasn't too bad. Though. No, it, it really wasn't, which is actually wreaking havoc right now because we're, yeah. even though we recently had quite a bit of rain, we're still in drought conditions. We got like wow. two, maybe three inches of rain down here in Morris. And uh, oh, by the way, this is Jimmy G from Morris, Illinois. And uh, this is uh, Sean up yeah. in uh, the city of Chicago. And yeah, so we got like quite a bit of rain down here in Morris. And uh, we're still in a, a drought situation. We're in a very. We're right on the line between moderate drought and abnormally dry. But, uh, hmm. yeah, when you go over the Illinois River, you can see how far down it is. There's a, um, there's a jet ski ramp that goes into the Illinois River at uh, Stratton State Park, which you can see from the Route 47 bridge. Uh, it goes over the river. And uh, the, end, <laughs> the end of the ramp is like about, about six inches above the level of the river. So that should tell you something there. Huh. And... Uh, I've heard stories that people are complaining that the waterfalls aren't running at Starved Rock, but all of the waterfalls over there are uh, are heavily rain-influenced. In fact, when I say that, they're all rain-influenced. Uh-huh. Exception of possibly the St. Louis Canyon waterfall, which is spring-fed, but even that is, uh, yeah, dry. So, a little travel tip for uh, for everyone next time they come out here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Speaking of which... Man, we haven't recorded in a long time. No. Since we've recorded, I've been to the adjacent Matheson State Park with a few coworkers. Oh, do tell. I went to Matheson State Park with a few coworkers. And your uh, opinion? 
my opinion, I, I, I mean, it was nice. It was pleasant. But we, we didn't do the entire trail because we started on one end and one of my coworkers was getting vertigo crossing uh, the uh, stream on, on the rocks. So we went the other way. Uh-huh. We didn't get to see the whole thing. We still did about two and a half miles, though. The Dells area? Yeah. Yep. That's the more um, popular area because it's got the, the waterfall and the dam and yep. walking through. And it's got that huge bridge over the canyon. Uh, the huge yeah. arch bridge, which uh, I'm surprised is still up, to be honest, because it's uh, it's pretty old and looks like it's seen better days. Hmm. And this is like we're talking a, a concrete arch bridge too, uh, which is wow. kind of nice. And that thing always gets muddy when there's water. <laughs> My overall thought was it was a nice day, it was a pleasant experience. I'm glad I went there, but it wasn't necessarily life changing for me. Yeah. I guess because I'm an indoorsman, that might be why. Uh, that could I'm be. an indoorsman, and I live in the city. So you'd take me out of there, knowing that the city is just like an hour and a half drive away for a two hours drive away from there. We well, and it's like I was kind of getting. I was very fish out of water. We got to get you to Starved Rock in the winter. The frozen waterfalls there are oh, I can amazing. Imagine. Yeah, you got to get like cleats or something for your shoes which they do sell at the visitor center and um the nice things is that uh a you get to see frozen waterfalls and b the crowds stay away oh yeah. although people yeah. are starting to discover the park in the winter which you know it is what it is but uh yeah it's uh it that place is totally transformed in the winter i imagine I matheson imagine. too i don't think i've been to matheson in the winter but the matheson's got two areas it's got the dells area to the north and then to the south, it's got the river area, which that area is not as scenic, but they do have a, uh, a sunflower garden out there, which is in full bloom right now, I might add, which is very popular. What they do is they leave it there. The park plants the sunflowers, and they tell people not to pick them or whatever because they're there for a reason. They're there to provide food for all the animals. Uh-huh. And uh, they, they die. They just the, the sunflowers die. They just leave them there and let the, the, let the animals eat the birds, the deer, or whatever, eat the, uh, the sunflowers. So mm-hmm. they're very pretty. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you, you, seeing a whole field of sunflowers is just amazing. But um, they also have uh, mountain biking in the, in the river area of oh, uh, Madison, nice. which I keep wanting to find a place to rent a mountain bike, but I can't find anywhere that does. I can find places to rent like e-bikes, but not mountain bikes. And I really want to, I've never gone mountain biking and I've really, 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 really want to try it someday. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. E-bikes are all the rage. You're good. Yeah. No, I do want to try I do want to try an e-bike once uh, to see what it's like. But uh, to me, it defeats the purpose. Yeah. I mean, oh, it makes you go uphill easier. Good. Well, then what's the whole point? One of the reasons I have a bike in the first place is to get exercise. Well, maybe if you're a little bit of an older person that can't really do too much anymore. That, well, I, that I can that's see. That's the thing. I'm I'm significantly younger than you are, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really need to get back out on my bike. Um, yeah, me too. But I did do bike MS, by the way, and I did 25 miles each yeah. day. So for everyone who's listening who donated, uh, thank you very much. I'm going to do it again next year. And uh, I'm hopefully in better shape where I can do uh, 60 miles each day, which I have done that in the past. Of course, the time I did that was very, very hot or very, very windy. Still, given how you messed up your foot, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. 
Oh, remember how I show you know, long? I'll make, I'll tell the story. Long story short, you fill in details as necessary. Okay. Jimmy G and Mrs. G were up in the city of Chicago, and I joined them for uh, lunch to celebrate their wedding anniversary. Oh. And afterwards, you were walking north downtown, and uneven pavement outside of Gordon Ramsay Burger made your foot go awry. Correct? Yep. Yep. To the point where you needed to go see healthcare experts on more than one occasion. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. And fortunately, no bones were broken. It was mostly just sprains. My knees and ankle are as good a shape as they were before, which still has leaves something to be desired. But, uh, mm. but uh, so yeah, I got to get uh, my bills. I was waiting for all of the bills to come in before I contacted the building owner to uh, address the issue. And I, I got some advice from a uh, Facebook lawyer friend uh, about how to mm. handle the situation. So uh, all I got to do is find the address of the building because while I took a picture of the form I submitted to him, I noticed there was no address on the form. So mm. I could probably just call the Gordon Ramsay restaurant and they'd be able to help me out. They should sure. be able to. I mean, they paid. They just they just leased their space from the building. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. So I do want to go to that Gordon Ramsay restaurant sometime. It is so good. That's what I've heard. Really good. That's what I've heard. And uh, by the way, remember how I said, hey, send me a picture of the uneven pavement and I'll put it on the, uh, I'll I'll send it to the 311 app. Uh Uh-huh. And I showed you what happened when I tried to report uneven pavement in my neighborhood. Yes. It took over a year. It said something like estimated time of completion, 180 days. Oh, okay. About half a year. Yeah. The first time I reported that. The 180 days elapsed and nothing was done about it. So I put in another request. I mean, to this day, it's still not there. Oh, it's really just waiting for somebody to uh, to break a limb. But when I put in the 311 request for your incident, mm-hmm. I got a note back like four days later oh. saying it was fixed. Really? Yep. Yeah. No kidding. I have not been there since to verify that it has been fixed. Huh. Well, that will have to be a uh, that will have to be a, uh, a reason to go back into the city to see if they fixed it. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be at that same restaurant we went to on Friday. <laughs> okay, so theoretically, I could go. I could take the. It's block, only like block north. Yeah, as I say, it's only like two blocks north. Yeah, yeah. Except that we have to. We're going to see a show, so I don't know if I have the time. Ooh, anyway, seeing a show. What are you going to see? Tommy, the musical. Oh, cool. We saw it once uh-huh. um, early. It was uh, last month, I think. And before the first act was even over, I said, I need to see this again. Mm-hmm. So I booked it for July 28th. I think the original run was till July 30th. They extended it. So it's like, yes, but it was so good. They're thinking of uh, doing a Broadway revival and a national tour and things mm-hmm. and uh because i did not see tommy when it first came out in 1993 uh-huh. but pete townsend announced it last year when the who or the two as i like to call them now <laughs> were at the uh, united center he said hey at the goodman theater here next year we're gonna do a run of tommy and i was like oh really so there we are nice and we saw it and it was awesome and for the first time ever, I truly understood Tommy. So I was like, oh. yeah, this this is it. So for anybody wondering, we do normally talk about video games. And 
we had a couple of video games that we were going to talk about, but what happened was we realized <laughs> after a while that we already talked about one of the games. I was wondering how long it was going to be before that happened, by the way. Yeah. Because <laughs> Well, now we know. Now we know. And then knowing is half the battle. Yojo. Yojo, and this is episode 139, we should say. Yes. And so with that and then the fact that the summer is just eating up all of our time. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like we haven't been able to get into the quote-unquote studio to record. And uh, so here we are. We're just going to shoot the breeze a little bit, and maybe you'll learn a thing or two. Yep. Or maybe not. Yep. We, we don't know. It's up to you. So that's where we're at today. Um, but I do think we do have, you mentioned that you want to do one of our special features tonight. Well, one of our usual features. Well, normal features, special yeah. feature. But really, though, aren't all of our features special? Oh, I should hope so. I I mean, this isn't do. something we do every episode. But no, we do it enough. Feature. Yeah. And we do it just enough to keep it special. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, thing that I stole from Jim. Which I stole from another podcast. Well, you stole the name from another podcast. That's what? True. Oh, you stole the actual activity from another podcast? No, I stole the name. I stole the name. Oh, the name. Okay. Yeah, not the activity. Oh, speaking of which, I got something to tell you Uh-oh. where I was uh, after we do this. But anyway, um, so it doesn't sound too egotistical. Would you like to uh, intro the segment? Sean's Drinking Arena. There we go. All right, so for today's edition of Sean's Drinking Arena, this is something that I found at my local frozen yogurt, or no, frozen custard place, oh. actually. The frozen Fro- yogurt place is Fro- frozen Fro- Fro- yogurt. Froku. At least that's what I'm calling it. Uh, anybody have any uh, other ways of saying frozen custard that might sound cool? Uh, Let us know. I, I tried frustered before, but I don't know. Frozen bastard. But, no. Um, this is, uh, from Rocket Fizz, who oh, nice. makes most of the weird stuff that, uh, we sample. And this is jalapeno, pe- excuse me, jalapeno, jalapeno pepper soda. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. When I was pouring this into the glass before we recorded, my wife asked me how it is. I said, I don't know. All I can tell you is how it smells. It smells like inflatable watercraft equipment. Oh God. Like that you put, you'd put in a pool or something. Right. Or take to the lake with you. It smells. It smells like that. It's it not, smells it's like a Donald Duck smell. that you wear around your waist. Yeah, exactly. Now, as for how it tastes, well, this is going to be interesting because I don't like peppers per se, but I do like hot sauce. I like mm-hmm. Tabasco sauce. Oh, by the way, you might have to have something to say about hot sauce. Oh, do I ever! And I love crushed red pepper flakes on pizza. Oh, I, so. I can't live without that. So here, let me see. I'm going to try this. Uh, Jalapeno pepper soda. We haven't had a bupa dupa dada in a while. No, no. All right. Not only does it smell like inflatable pool watercraft, it also tastes like it. Really? Yeah. That don't sound good. I've heard of jalapeno beer, and I've heard that's pretty good, but I've never... I was surprised I didn't... Well, I will get into that in a minute. Basically, it tastes like pool water accidentally got in your mouth. Oh, that's a big disappointment. It's not a terrible taste or anything. I just would never guess that it's anything from a pepper of any kind. In comparison to, say, the ranch uh, the ranch soda, how does this taste? Except maybe, maybe I would guess it's assuming that he has a swimming pool. It's water out of Bill Pepper's pool. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, it's not bad. It's just... I'm still shocked that Bill never named one of his kids Peter. Yet. Oh, that's true. He's still young enough. He is spry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Then again, we don't know. Henry might be Henry's middle name. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, conspiracy about <laughs> other fellow podcasters. Thinking of which, ooh, in the video game Burger Time, the letter that Peter Pepper has on his hat is an H. <gasps> oh, I think we fi- I think we solved the puzzle. Oh my goodness. H stands for Henry. You heard it here first on Pie Factory podcast. Henry Wow. Pepper. So So yeah, I mean, yeah, this doesn't ta- it doesn't taste bad. It just tastes like something you shouldn't be drinking. Tastes off. Yeah, it tastes very tangy. It doesn't taste hot. I'm not going to need an emergency drink to wash this down with. Oh, by the way, people, if you hear uh, anything in the background, that's my air conditioner. We got one of those portable units that's sitting here chugging chugging away. Since the studio is on the second floor, we've got to keep it cool up here, even on days when it's actually kind of cool, which... I would normally say Hyde would be able to filter it out with noise reduction technology, but here's the thing. And this is another reason it's been taking us so long to record. Um, Hyde might not be able to help us. We might have to post-produce this episode ourselves. Oh, what happened? Well, you know, he's in this weird union. Oh, are they doing a solidarity thing with the... They are on a solidarity strike. Oh, that's, well, got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, and the thing is, because of the union rules, we still have to pay Hyde. Uh, Not 100%, but we got to give him at least 65%, according to union rules. So, yeah. Does he still have uh, one new baby duckling a week in his contract? No, no. That, that, remember, we were we negotiated that a long time ago. Oh, okay. That no, that so. must have been you that negotiated that, because I still thought we had to send a cute, fluffy baby duckling to his house every week. Still. No, no. It, it was uh, either his sister or his landlord. I don't remember. I think, unless they're both the same. I don't know. That, but there was something about it that he couldn't take those anymore. Uh, okay. I bet it was his landlord. Probably. Yeah, because they're pretty strict on pets. Our landlord will only let us have a hermit crab. You know, interestingly, we just renewed our lease and our our rent went up significantly. And you know, lady really? apologized for it. She's like, I just can't afford to keep things low anymore. Right. But I noticed on the like the lease was much more professional. Prof- pre- the lease was the lease was much more professional <laughs> than it had ever been. Really. And it, ex- it explicitly said that not only are pets allowed, but any type of pet and no limit to the number. Oh gosh, and I'm thinking of the Stephen Wright album. My apartment lets me have a pet. I have a pony. <laughs> hmm. So this ought to be interesting in the next year, seeing what comes in. We already had two new tenants, but they just have a single dog each. Mm. So we'll see what happens. Oh, maybe they'll meet, meet each other and become married uh, pets. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be interesting. This is serious. Oh, wait, that's so a wonder pet. I won't be with uh, my pet because she's very territorial. So, so I learned she nipped at me the last time I met her. <laughs> she's very perfective, perfect, perfect, protective of her daddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, you she, know, that's a good girl. She was when she, she was like that when she met the Tenpence people, too. Really? Yeah. She would let them give her affection, and then after a couple of minutes, she would get mad and yell at them. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? And all the things they talked about in their last episode, in Tenpence's last episode about their trip here, mm-hmm. they did not acknowledge meeting Lola the Beagle. Uh-oh. You gotta wonder why. Hmm. I had heard that Sean Holly's wife basically ate all the Cheez-Its that I gave her. I heard that. <laughs> 
So I said, Sean, tell you what, give me your work address. I will ship some directly to your work so your wife can't get them. I'm starting to wonder if I should, given the lack of... Oh, by the way, he says hi to you, by the way. Oh, hi, Sean. Meant to tell you. And uh, I don't know, maybe I I shouldn't if he's not going to acknowledge Lola the Beagle. I'm thinking we need to go to the UK to meet up with those guys. They've been out here a few times. I've never been to the UK. And you just got back from the UK. I was in the UK three days ago or yeah. four days ago. What yeah. for? I, th- I think you've told the story before. Just but... to go. Just to go. Oh, I thought you were going to a concert. Well, we were. That was part of it. Okay. It, the thing is, we'd been talking for years about how we have to go to England and check out London and other places. Mm-hmm. And um, as some people might know, I lost my job last year. Mm-hmm. And when they let me go, they gave me a really huge severance check. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. <laughs> And uh, I turned around, got a new job right away with even better pay than I got before. So that's that was a nice thing to have happen. And uh, despite the huge severance check and the two weeks of unemployment that I collected between the time I was no longer employed and the time I started mm-hmm. and uh, the higher pay that I'm getting at my new job, I was still getting a lot of money back in taxes. Wow. So my wife looked at uh, what we had in savings from my severance, which we barely touched, Mm -hmm. and what we got back from the government. And she just went right online and bought tickets to see The Who at the O2 Arena. Nice. Which is where a Pots and Pans convention had been held before, by the way. (laughs) Steals Pots and Pans? I saw what she was doing, and I said, oh, uh, does this mean we're going to England? (laughs) (laughs) So... She said, yep, this is this is it. We're going. Nice. So we took my severance, or not my severance, but uh, our IRS return and turned it into business class round trip. I have never O'Hare flown business Heathrow. class. It is quite an experience. It is so, oh, man. In retrospect, I wish we would have done that when we went to Iceland, but we were tr- we were trying to go there on the cheap, which we did somewhat successfully manage to do. And you had a you had a wonderful time too. Yeah, yeah. What we're thinking of doing is next time we do a, a transatlantic flight mm-hmm. like that is see if we can swing going business class again, but just one way, mm-hmm. and then coming back, like say with maybe a slightly enhanced coach class. Mm-hmm. See if we can get away away with that because the thing is, going over to England it was an overnight flight. Mm-hmm. So in business class you can actually flatten your seat all the way out and it becomes a makeshift bed and everything. You get some privacy. Mm -hmm. So I I think I got a couple hours sleep doing that. Yeah. We barely got any sleep on our flight, which was weird. I mean, we, I don't remember what time, what time did our flight leave? I don't remember because, but the, the way that our flight plan was is once you got into Canada, we pretty much, (laughs) we pretty much were skirting the edge between, uh, light and day so it was like sunny out one side of the plane and it was dark night out the other side what time was your flight (laughs) i don't remember i want to think it was like two or three in the afternoon oh okay and uh because of the times let's see it was a six hour flight i want to think we arrived at 6 a.m their time because of the time zones i don't i don't remember what it was but we got there like early in their morning maybe our flight wasn't until six that might might well no yeah, maybe it was because of because of the timing of the the sunset, but uh, so that was uh, that was an experience. 
I highly recommend Reykjavik, Reykjavik to anybody. It is one of, that's that's on our list of places to go. It is an amazing city. I, one of my regrets is not going to the Punk Rock Museum. They actually have a rock and roll museum too uh, in uh, the town of Keflavik, which is where the international airport is. They got two airports: the international airport at Keflavik, uh, which is about an hour outside the city. Then there's uh, the Reykjavik airport, which is mostly domestic plus flights to Greenland. Hmm. So it's kind of sort of international, but only if you're going to Greenland. And, um, and speaking of which, the interesting thing is the flight path. You this is the first time I I had ever flown over overseas. Really, same here. So you'd think, okay, the plane takes off and heads straight to England. No, it doesn't. It goes up through Canada, yeah. then over Greenland, and then over Iceland, and then down to England. It's like they it basically they take a flight path that minimizes how much ocean you're going over. Right. Which kind of makes sense if you think about it, because, you know, if there's an emergency, they got to get you down. They have sure. somewhere to go. One of the other neat things about the flight in that we took last year was the, uh, well, it was, it was pretty much cloudy for, you know, most of it over, uh, over like the, what do they call it? The Strait of Newfoundland or whatever, but it, which separates Greenland from Canada. And uh, I was looking hmm. at the map because they have the, you know, the thing where you can see where your flight is. Oh, by the way. Check out that. Uh, there's an app called Flight Radar 24. Oh yeah, that is an amazing app. That's the one where you point. You can you point can the point screen, at the, the sky, sky and, and it it'll show you what, what airplanes there, it. where it's yep. going to, coming from, and stuff like that. That's an yeah. amazing app. But anyway, really it was cloudy, cloudy, cloudy. We get over Greenland, cloudy, cloudy, cloudy. I'm like, oh, I was getting disappointed. I was wasn't going to see Greenland, but then there was just a brief break in the clouds over Greenland. There was just like a little hole. I was able to, oh, I got a picture of Greenland. I've, I've seen Greenland. So that was kind of neat. I would like to visit there someday, but I don't think, uh, I don't know how much there would be to do. It's like, not like there's like a ton of roads or, or stuff like that. It's pretty much mostly ice. Mm. But it's, I'd still like to do it. I can just say that, hey, my time in London was yeah. nothing short of fossum. Fossum? It was fossum. And I got a lot of uh, advice from the Ten Pence people plus uh, Tori, Victor's wife. Who, mm-hmm. by the way, Tori, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever used this word before in conversation because I'm not the kind of person who uses this word. Tori is such a delight. Yeah, she really is. She was so much fun. But uh, yeah, they, the three of them, gave us uh, a lot of advice uh-huh. and things about what to look for and all this. And we, we got some advice from other people as well. And I found out that so much of it was not quite true Mm -hmm. for example i was told don't expect to get ice anywhere that's such an american thing every single place we went to to have dinner or lunch Mm -hmm. they gave us ice Hmm. the drinks had ice in them or they give us a separate cup with ice okay i don't know if london is an exception or maybe they heard our american accents Uh and they're like uh nigel we have a table of americans better nigel ice Hey, I got to ask, what is the tipping situation in the UK? Do you tip there or is it? When you're out to dinner, you're at a restaurant Mm -hmm. or a pub that serves you meals. If there is already a service fee attached to the bill, you don't tip. Okay. Otherwise, 10%-ish is the recommended amount. Okay. Again, going back to Iceland, everyone in my family is tired of me talking about the trip we took a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's pretty much no tipping anywhere. The main exception is uh, if you're on a, a walking tour of Reykjavik, uh, you can tip your uh, your guides. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, that's the same there. Like, they recommend tipping your tour guide if the tour guide was especially good, mm-hmm. which I did. I took a Beatles walking tour. Oh, surprise, nice. Surprise. 
I saw the video of you walking at a certain crosswalk. Yep, yep. Oh, man. Yeah, that crosswalk uh, over on Doonesbury Lane up in Ipswich was quite something. Ipswich. Oh, you're talking about the other place. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, anywho, uh, I tipped him a pound. And of course, this was right after I saw somebody hand him a five pound note and I felt like a cheapskate. <laughs> I was like, you mother. F-. Well, but, you know. Yeah. You're an and, ignorant and the American. Hop. We hit. We tipped the bellhop. Uh-huh. I think that was it. And that's another thing. Almost everywhere we went would not accept cash. It was all card or mm-hmm. electronic payment. And my wife went to the Chase Bank and got 200 pounds cash, and we hardly used any of it. Hmm. We only used it to basically buy something where they do accept cash mm-hmm. and get some change so we could tip people. On our uh, our little trip. Uh, for tourists, tourists or whatever, they had a, uh, a receipt that we got. And then when we got back to the airport, we could, re- we could exchange it for a rebate on our, uh, our, our souvenir purchases, you know, the VAT tax. Yeah. Did they have something like that in the UK? Not that I know of. Okay. That must just be an Iceland thing. Might be. As far as the cash situation, we paid for card for everything. The only time we got some cash. Well, that, first of all, they tell you because a lot of the bathrooms in Iceland, especially uh, like at the tourist, uh, stops along the ring road they have pay toilets but we didn't really? run into any of those the only time we got cash uh from from iceland was uh we brought some back for a souvenir hmm. cash from uh, a different country is a great souvenir oh yeah and it really yeah, absolutely. heck i still have the uh the the expired the uh, used up gas card from the n1 gas stations in iceland hmm. <laughs> as a souvenir in my, in my wallet especially if you have because american currency is so boring really British currency, it's in different colors, and you li- there are literally transparent mm. parts of it. You see yeah, it right I was going to say, like, like, my brother went to uh, Glasgow not long after we went to Iceland, and he brought me back uh, a Scottish pound. And uh, yeah, there's a transparent part in there. I was like, wow, that's like weird. And they have one pound coins. Yeah. Kind of like how in, in Canada, they have loonies and toonies. Loonies and toonies. They have the $1 coin, the $2 coin. I live with a Canadian loonie. And the other thing is the very popular lore is that mm-hmm. American chocolate is crap. Mm-hmm. Actually, Tori used a much stronger term to describe it. Bologna sausage? To, yeah, exactly. Compared to uh, British chocolate. In fact, I remember when the Osbournes was on and Sharon was going through her chemo treatment and everything. And uh, there was one episode that focused on Ozzy trying to make a nice comfortable romantic evening for Sharon oh, so God. she could get her minds off her troubles and he was going to set up a beach fire for her mm-hmm. and he said okay let's make let's make sure we have enough chocolate for her and all this he opens up they they had a drawer in their kitchen that was nothing but candy bars he opens it up and it was all american candy he's like <laughs> what's this crap i can't let sharon have this and because <laughs> it was all American stuff. So he went to a store somewhere in LA that he knew of. It might've been a grocery store. So I don't remember that carried British candy. So he bought a crap ton of that. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell the difference. I've, I really cannot tell. I don't know what the deal is. I tried Kit Kats over there. Mm-hmm. They taste just like Kit Kats over here. It's just a different wrapper. Well, the thing with Kit Kats they do have different flavors uh, of Kit Kats around the world that you can't get yeah. in the United States. In yeah. fact, there's a, uh, a candy store in Chicago's Chinatown, which I've probably talked about before. Let me see here. Um, Let me guess. Is it on Wentworth? 
Uh, it's in a little shopping plaza on Wentworth. Ichiban, that's the name of it. Ichiban Candy and Snacks. And you can get some of the different flavors they have. Like, there's a green tea uh, Kit Kat, which is really, really good. <laughs> this place used to actually be a chain, but I think they're only down to, like, a handful of locations in the United States now. Hmm. And Tori told me that particularly Hershey's is garbage over here. So I tried huh? her- some Hershey stuff over there. Uh-huh. It, I couldn't tell the difference. Meanwhile, my wife is trying stuff. She's like, oh, God, yes, this is so much better. Oh, God. Is it, what, what's going The same thing with Guinness. I'm not much of a drinker, especially beer. I, there's not much beer that I like, but I love Guinness. Mm-hmm. And I had heard that, of course, over there, it's much better. And uh, something that I think Victor told me was that if you ever have Guinness in Dublin, you'll never want to have it anywhere else ever again. It's that much better. But I had Guinness at three different English pubs. They tasted just like the stuff we have here. It was I. I, I was like, okay. This is supposed to be better. It's the it's the same. Mm-hmm. It was still good, but still, it, it was. I I was expecting it to be better and stronger, and it just didn't taste better or stronger. So I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, I don't know. I used to say I'm not a huge fan of chocolate, but then I took uh, personal inventory of how much stuff that I actually do eat that's chocolate. And I'm like, okay, maybe uh, <laughs> I'm not as ad- addicted as some people, but I eat more of it than I think right. I do. And because uh, right. it's like, I was going down to candy bars, Reese's, oh, chocolate, Kit Kats, chocolate. And uh, then I was going through like drinks and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I eat more chocolate than I, than I think. I like chocolate. I'm not a fanatic, yeah. but I do like it. Yeah, of course. So, so um, you were mentioning uh, the jalapeno drink earlier. Yes. Well, the day we're recording this, I actually went to a hot sauce expo. Ooh, in a beautiful downtown Joliet. It was right, actually, on Chicago Street in front of the Rialto Square Theater. How many tumbleweeds did you see? There was a lot of people there. It was it was jam freaking. There they got like. Like a sit down, uh, like upscale Greek restaurant down there, and a chop really? house, and uh, there's like more upscale stuff in downtown Joliet huh. these days, which really? is kind of yeah, weird. Last time I was there, of course, mind you, it was like eight years ago. But I went when I was there. It used to be that when I worked downtown at the mm-hmm. library back in the nineties, I used to be a little bit scared walking home, thinking I'd get shot. I was not scared at all about being shot last time I was there because there was nobody there to shoot me. It was so dead. <laughs> Oh, uh, real quick, that Ichiban uh, candy store. There's only two yeah. in the United States, one in Monterey Park, California, and one in oh. Chicago. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, do do oh. go on about, uh, sorry. So, yeah, Hot Sauce Expo, they had. They must have had 30-some vendors. Uh, I bought the uh, craft beer package for me and my wife and our kids, which kind of a waste. I was thinking because it came with uh, a taco bowl and a uh, free bottle of hot sauce and a poster and, like, I knew we weren't going to drink much beer. I just had a, I just oh, had God, a fat that's tire. Weird. I just had a fat tire uh, beer. That's weird that two of your kids are old enough to drink alcohol in this country. But uh, there were like 30 vendors, and they had a main stage where they had uh, eating competitions. We only st- we only watched one of them. We uh, watched that while we were eating. And uh, it was uh, Reaper jelly-filled donuts with uh, Reaper powder and sugar on the outside. You had to eat two of them. I take it these are like hot donuts. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this was the mild challenge. 
the the challenges get uh, hotter and hotter as the day goes on. And uh, somebody that was actually from uh, Morris, Illinois, uh, won the competition. Uh-huh. I wore my uh, King's X t-shirt and a few people at the stands I recognized. I'm like, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Like, but uh, they also had a wrestling ring there, and they had a few wrestling matches going on. And um, there was this one vendor going to the food thing. Uh, I'll get into a little more of the, the sauces and stuff, but... Uh, in, in the one vendor was selling lemonade, which normally they had like a pineapple lemonade, a strawberry, a mango, and a straight up lemonade. Uh-huh. And um, this was interesting. You could either buy it like in a in a cup for like five six bucks, or if you or if you bought or for twelve bucks, they would take a pineapple, cut the top off, court, pour the drink in there, and give you the inside of the pineapple. Interesting. Oh, uh, they also did that with watermelon too. I was tempted to do the watermelon, but we just we did the pineapple, and that was really good because the pineapple really kind of it was you're in the sun, uh, it gets really hot no matter what the temperature is, and uh, oh, sure, and the pineapple was actually more refreshing than the lemonade. I'm like, if somebody had just a fresh fruit stand here, they would do gangbusters. One thing is they had uh, the people that run this expo uh, was they had a contest online. Uh, they had a theme, and you're supposed to create a hot sauce. They did this. They started this, uh, you know, weeks before. And the theme was make a hot sauce that tastes really close to a Chicago-style hot dog. Hmm. And this one, uh, you could taste the green relish and the mustard and the sport peppers. Oh, wow. And it was, like, really, really delicious. And I'm like, it, it, you can't buy it. It was just for the contest. And I'm thinking, if somebody makes that, I have to buy it. There was one hot sauce that I tasted there. It was really good. It was called, don't call it Chicago. <laughs> it had the Chicago flag with like a zombie or something in front of it. Uh, that stuff was pretty good. There's uh, one food that we bought. And I'm, the thing is, I'm glad a lot of the vendors were pretty much just hot sauce, but some of them had like food items and mustards. Uh, one place had um, air fried garlic to where it was kind of like had the consistency of uh, Kellogg's... Uh, Corn pops, hmm. you, know, the, you know, the sugar pops, the cereal, the yellow kind of nugget thing. But they had them uh, dusted with, like, uh, different uh, hot sauces and uh, or hot powders. Or they had, like, a Mediterranean. They had a spicy olive. No, 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 no. That was a hot sauce. And uh, they had different versions of it. And those were really good. Uh, it was, like, the consistency of, uh, like, freeze-dried ice cream, kind of like... Uh, Kind of like the the styrofoamy, if you will, hmm. but they were delicious. And they had uh, Carolina Reaper pickles, which this was the first tent we visited. We visited all of them, <laughs> and they had Carolina Reaper pickles, which were out of this world. Oh, the bottles of hot sauce they gave us at the at the at the gate were from the uh, the YouTube series uh, Hot Ones. Ah, which uh, there then there were a couple of vendors that had uh, sauces that were featured on Hot Ones. Um, they had vendors from all over, well, all over the United States and Canada, really. There was there was one from Canada that we saw, but there was, like, from South Carolina and uh, obviously Indiana. And then we had, there was, like, one from Maryland. And they had a Maryland flag, and I'm like, oh, so you're from Maryland. And my wife said, it says Maryland on the side behind the <laughs> Oh, I just noticed the flag. And I'm like, Shelton Cooper's fun with flags. After a while, I could not do any more of the really, really, really hot sauce or hot, hot sauces because after a while, even just samples get to you. But there were some really, really flavorful. I was uh, introduced to um, pineapple based hot sauces, which I had never had before. 
This one I picked up, mojito. It was like a clear hot sauce. It was mint, and it was for topping ice cream with. Really? And I tasted like I had to buy that. And this was like the fourth or fifth stand we visited. <laughs> I feel bad because we tasted stuff everywhere, but we never... Uh, I, I can't. I can't take too much hot sauce home because we get still got a ton of it from over from the years. But um, you're going to have to try this uh, this mojito hot sauce on some vanilla ice cream. It's really, I would really love good. Love to seriously. It is really good. It's like I had never had heard of a mint in a hot sauce before, and it was a, as I am wont to say, it was a revelation. And of course, there there were barbecue sauces, and there were some yeah. mustards. Uh, I was I, I was really happy to see the mustards uh, being represented at this. And uh, there was a one that had a, uh, a steak sauce, which uh, wasn't spicy, but it was still really, really good. And I think we bought a thing. Was that? No, we bought the barbecue sauce. That's right. The, the same people sold a barbecue sauce. That was really good. As for food, uh, Samino's Pizza was there. Oh, of course. Crusade Burger Bar actually had a stand. They have two locations, one one in Yorkville and one in Julia, which they changed the name of it uh, to from Crusader, Crusaders to something else, but... If you ever get to like Yorkville, Illinois, uh, Crusaders Burger Bar, their burgers are insane, but their milkshakes are even more insane. When Betty White died, they created a special burger, a uh, Chicago style burger in her honor because she was from Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Oak Park. Oak Park. That's it. So, yeah, they created a special. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, Yorkville, Illinois Crusade, their burgers are un- insane. Uh, let's see what else food. There was a. Uh, Place I was selling lemon shakeups that we got the, the taco bowl. The taco bowl was really good, but uh, they had like beer and uh, food tokens that were for with the package we bought. They were like printed on uh, guitar picks. Hmm. The uh, so we handed in for the taco bowl at this this, this shakeup stand. It was tasty. It was kind of small. We looked at the price with without the pick eight bucks. And, you know, wife and kids were complaining about the price, but my wife understood. It's like you know what though? This is a festival. Everything's more expensive at a festival. Or a, yeah, yeah, you got to expect them because they got licensing that they have to do with mm. the the local uh, the food inspectors, and then they got to pay the festival cre- not creators, but the festival sponsors and stuff like that, the festival runners. And uh, so, yeah, to be expected. That lemonade that was in the pineapple was a was a pretty good value because you got the pineapple. So. It was a it was a good time. My like my like I said, my wife isn't really into hot sauces, and she even said she had a good time. So cool, that was fine. So the only thing that sucked is we had to go to Sam's Club afterward, where we spent three hundred some bucks on groceries. Yeah, yeah, I hate shopping. Now, I got a question for you. Um, yeah, given your enthusiasm for hot sauces, and uh, I, I thought of this when you talked about the uh, t- the, the eating contest. Uh huh. I have seen so many. Like on YouTube and TV and other things, I've seen so many clips of hot sauce tasting competitions mm-hmm. in which the judges were drinking water okay. between – why were they doing that? Why not Water milk? doesn't work. Okay. It, this is interesting you bring this up. First of all – Why were they not drinking milk, which will actually help fan the flames out? First of all, a week before we recorded this, a week ago today, uh, I did the One Chip Challenge on YouTube. Uh, some some of you may have seen me do it. If not, I think it's still up on my personal page. Now, One Chip Challenge is the world's hottest tortilla chip challenge. And this is the 2022 edition. I was just looking for a time to do it. And I'm like, I still got it sitting here. And did it. The, first of all, the 2022 edition 
turns your tongue blue. Hmm. And uh, the thing I hate about, well, let, let me let me uh, back up a little bit. Okay, so I did the challenge, and there were a couple of methods that I learned to kill the heat on quote unquote spicy food. Mm-hmm. About a month or so ago, my my daughter showed me a uh, YouTube channel called Food Theory, and they tested a bunch of different remedies to combat you know heat in food. And the two that worked the best was a slice of key lime pie. Really? If you think about it, it's got the cream, it's got the sugar, mm-hmm. it's got yeah. the acidity, and it's got the coldness. And that they said that that killed it real fast. And the other one, which if you think about it a little, it sounds weird, but if you think about it a little bit, it actually does make a little sense, is wearing a swimming nose plug. Hmm. It clamps your nostrils. The olfactory and uh, the, the nerves in your nose and on your tongue are connected. When we went to a bourbon tasting at uh, the Jim Beam Distillery in 2010, or they said that to totally get the, uh, to smell the, um, the bourbon properly, you part your lips just a little bit so you can take it in your mouth too. Hmm. And I'm thinking that actually does make a little bit of sense, you know, when it comes to this. So I did the one chip challenge. Neither of those methods worked. <laughs> Oh, boy. And I think I know why. It's because this show, Food Theory, was actually talking about ways to kill the heat on hot sauce. The chips are covered with hot powder. Uh Uh-huh. And the hot powder falls off of the chip, and it can get into your esophagus, into your airways, and stuff like that, and cause you major, major pain. So I have not tried the key lime pie with with an extreme hot sauce yet. Uh, That is on my agenda. I might just go get key lime pie anyway, because I love key lime pie. I think it, maybe it also worked with lemon meringue. But I I like lemon meringue, but I prefer key lime. Might actually work good with like a pudding, too, now that I think about it. But still, though, why did I see so many judges using water? You don't use water. Water just makes it worse. It does, because it's oil. Yeah. Really, and water just moves yeah. the oil around. I had heard that uh, beer. But why did why were the judges helps. using water? They should know. No, These they guys shouldn't. are. So why? If anybody knows, unless they like slosh it around and spit it out. But if you got water, you're not going to slosh like that. You don't slosh. You don't spit it out. Yeah, if anybody knows why they why a lot of times judges in hot sauce competitions use water, Pie Factory at fab4it.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, but. Um, yeah, I want to try a, a hot sauce thing with uh, with a key lime pie. But uh, I like key lime pie. If anybody knows of a pie festival, we should have a pie factory pie fest- festival. Oh, yeah. yeah. All sorts of different pies. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Actually, I think there was a podcast called Pie Factory that uh, was actually about pie. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think I know what you're talking about. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But um, yeah, so we did that today. That was a lot of fun. I went to the beach, and then it started raining. Oh, yeah. Which beach did you go to? Just one out by you? Kathy Osterman Beach. Which if uh, people in the Chicago area, you watch Channel 9, uh, WGN, you watch their uh, weather, whenever they show an overhead beach shot, that's the beach. Because I'm pretty sure that camera is in uh, Tom Skilling's apartment. I'm Skilling. he lives in the same neighborhood I do. Well, te- okay. Technically, no, he doesn't. He lives in the same community area okay. I live in. Right. And I'm saying this for a reason, because I'm going to call shenanigans, shenanigans on Sean Holly oh? in the most recent 10 pence episode. Okay. Because you know how they always quiz each other every episode. Yeah. 
and the quiz for the most recent Ten Pence episode was specifically about their trip to the greater Metro Chicago area. Okay. And one of the questions that Sean asked was, where is replay? Oh, yes, I remember this. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Victor said Andersonville, which is 100% correct. In fact, the name of that location that we went to was Replay Andersonville. But Sean did not accept it. He said no. He said it was in Edgewater, which is also uh, correct. People don't realize that Andersonville was named after Phil, the no-swear gamer. That's very true. Mm -hmm. Why would we lie? That is a big no-no. Yeah. But having said that, and uh, one of our Patreon sponsors actually suggested that we do a little segment called Sean Explains. So this might be uh, the birth of something interesting. Well, don't you already have that, though? In like a 90-minute format on another podcast? Not really. That's more my self-indulgent, self-therapy thing. Sean explains. I have to explain this. Sean was right, but Victor was more right. The city of Chicago is divided into 77 community areas, such as Lakeview is one of them. I believe Logan Square is another. Edgewater is another one. Uh, There are many things in Edgewater. Again, Tom Skilling from WGN, he lives in Edgewater. Pie Factory Headquarters North is located in Edgewater. I am located in There's a neighborhood called uh, Lincoln Square, which was the center of the German-American population of Chicago. Yep. I believe Pat Tomasulo from Channel 9 lives there. And the organization Donk, the Deutsche American National Congress, is still located there. I want to get to their skyline. I did not know that was an acronym. Yeah, Deutsche American National Congress. I looked into taking German lessons over. They they offer German classes, and then I saw the prices, and then I was like, yeah, I don't need to learn German. They they offer German language classes. They also offer German cooking classes. Oh, and they have an art museum, uh, German American art museum there, which has, I believe, free. And uh, like I said, they have a lounge on the roof called the Skyline Lounge, and there's always something going on over there. Oh, yeah. It's a, but anyway, anyway. <laughs> get, getting back to explaining things, um, each of the 77 community areas of Chicago has its own neighborhoods. Andersonville is a neighborhood within the Edgewater community area. It's a sub-neighborhood. Yeah. And the thing is, like, if you watch the news in Chicago, sometimes they use community area and neighborhood interchangeably. Because you'll hear someone, well, up in the Edgewater neighborhood. No, 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 no. That's a community area. The neighborhoods are Edgewater Glen, Magnolia Glen, Andersonville. And of course, just to throw things off, the southern border of Andersonville is actually a little bit south of Edgewater in another community area called Uptown. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) And make things even more confusing, the Lakeview community area actually has a neighborhood called Lakeview. Hmm. Lakeview, Lakeview. And of course, it didn't make things any easier when we were in London. If if you go to London, London, England, you will be in the city of London, but you will see street signs there that say City of Westminster. And you'll be like, huh? Because the city of London is divided into smaller cities. Where on the map is Bangers Upon Ponce? (laughs) It's uh, right up on Ponce. Well, to be fair, every city's kind of like this too, though. I mean, yeah. New York City's got like Hell's Kitchen and stuff like that in Harlem and you know, Midtown and stuff like that. I don't well, the weird thing about them. New York City is that New York City is made of counties. Boroughs. That's backwards, isn't it? 
boroughs. Yeah, but they're counties. And they were all separate cities before uh, New York City consolidated, I guess. Because Queens, I think, is Queens County. Brooklyn, I think, is Kings County. Manhattan is New York County. I don't know what county the Bronx is. And Staten Island is Richmond County. Staten Island. That's the only borough of New York City I've never been to. So I have to go back to New York just to go to Staten Island. I've been to Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Staten Island. We drove through them, but uh, there was a story about the the Brooklyn experience. Uh, Have I told this story on the the show? I don't know. I don't know. But we were on vacation. I think it was 76, and uh, my dad was looking for Broadway. He found Broadway, so we drove over to it. Come to find out there's more than one Broadway in New York City, and the one we found was in Brooklyn. (laughs) And it was not a very nice neighborhood, so we turned around and got the hell out of there. Oh, my. Yeah, I was thinking, wait, how lost do you have to be to not know that that's not the Broadway in Manhattan? I don't know. Because <laughs> you you pretty much know when you're on Broadway in Manhattan. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. You know, they say, no, nah, I'm not going to do that joke again. But here's here's the thing, though. Our podcast is specifically about video games. Yes, it and is. And even more specifically, arcade video games. Having said that, within a period of six days... I went to three different arcades. You've already revealed one. Yeah, uh, Replay Andersonville, yes. uh, which we, my wife and uh, Victor and Sean and Tori, we all got together and had uh, a, a very nice brunch as it were. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, you know about this, but the rest of the listeners don't know about this. Uh, Victor didn't want to go in because he was isolating himself. He was keeping oh. his distance because he was very well masked because he found out he had COVID and he didn't want to get anybody sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, that thought, the thought that he could possibly get somebody sick was genuinely spooking him. Right. He didn't want to be anywhere near anybody. So um, Sean went in to get a little walk around video of replay mm-hmm. and I went in with him. And I decided I'm going to play Centipede. And of course, I I don't know if it's just Centipede or all the games over there are set to hard difficulty. So I knew that I was not going to last terribly long. I figured Uh I can play one game. So um, I did surprisingly well on it. I got 60,000, which beats my previous high score of 20,000 on the hard settings. (laughs) But I get back outside and I saw the most British thing ever in progress. Sean had already gotten back to the table, and I guess there's there's a couple of guys sitting next to oh, us. Oh, yeah, I know you're going with this. Who must have overheard Victorian Sean's British accents. These guys are British, or at least one of them was. I don't know if the other guy was. And they got into a they're like, oh, you're British. And they they got into a huge conversation. And when I was when when I walked back there, the conversation was about baked beans. <laughs> I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so stereotypical British right here. The only thing that would make it even more stereotypical British is that they're talking about bangers and mash. I, they might have been. I don't I don't know, but I walked in a little bit late. You ever have bangers? I've had them once. They had them at Aldi's one time. I have they're okay. Not. Oh, man, Chief O'Neill's probably has them. Next time I'm at Chief O'Neill's, maybe I'll try. That's the great thing about living in the Chicago area, even way out where I do, where I live. You don't have to drive horrible far to find any yeah. sort of ethnic food that you want. Be it restaurant or be it uh, a store. Yeah, some magazine declared Chief O'Neill's in Chicago to be the best Irish pub outside of Dublin. Nice. So yeah, we have, and that is a great place to go. It's a great restaurant, great pub. But yeah, I come out here and there are these guys talking about 
baked beans. And I'm like, you're kidding me. They turned out to be United Airlines employees who were okay. holdovers from when Continental was still around and, uh-huh. and uh, when they, they got eaten up by United. And they're like, yeah, Continental was much better in every possible way you can imagine. <laughs> so, oh, and I, th- and I think, uh, I think the three of them had actually taken United over here, so they were venting their frustrations about United. <laughs> oh, jeez. And they were like, yeah, we hear you, we hear you. So you were saying you were playing video games at three different places. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the day that they arrived in Chicago, I don't know how they did it, but uh, basically they landed and started doing stuff immediately. Mm-hmm. So they messaged us and said, hey, guys, we're going to be at Logan Arcade tonight. And so I... I finagled uh, some arrangements so that I could get there, and I, I did. I met I met up with uh, Sean and Tori and Victor at Logan Arcade, and that was the first time I had ever been at Logan Arcade since they converted to Beercade. Uh huh. Because it used to be a record store, but anyway, I'm not going to get into that right now. That is such a nice place. I still got to get up there. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if you'd ever been there. No, yet, I haven't been. Up it there. is I've so heard, nice. I've heard people say great things about that place. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a very clean place. The machines are in great shape. There's a lot of pinball machines, so if you're into pinball, that's a good place to check out. I think they rotate their uh, video games on and off the floor because there are a lot of core classics that I know that they own that weren't out on the floor. Their walls are decorated with uh, glowing arcade marquees, including some really obscure ones. So uh, I remember Victor and I were just kind of admiring those things. Neat. It was such a nice place. It is not overly loud, at least. Well, then again, it was Tuesday night. I don't know how it'd be on, say, a Friday night or Saturday night. And uh, there's plenty of space to move around. You're not going to feel claustrophobic at all. And the staff is really friendly. I think most of their beers are kind of on the crafty side. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get your mainstream. Like, I couldn't get a Guinness there. Oh, wow. So I had the... Uh, Oh, equivalent stout that they had available. It was really good, too, I will say that. I've only had Guinness <laughs> once, and I liked it. Yeah, it's it's really... It, I'll tell you what, it cures headaches. There has never been a time when I had a headache and I had a pint of Guinness that it didn't go away after 20 minutes. But... Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Speaking of Guinness, I heard a great joke just the other day. It wasn't so much Guinness as it was an, as an Irish joke. Um, this Texan walks into this pub in Dublin, and he goes... I'll give a $200 to anybody that can drink 20 pints of Guinness. And uh, no, everybody was like, no, no, no. And then the Texan notices one guy just leaving the bar or leaving the pub. A couple hours later, he comes back and he's like, is that bet still good? And the Texan's like, sure is. And like, he's like, okay. And so he drinks all 20 and gets the 200 bucks. The Texan's like, where did you go before? And he goes, yeah, I had to go to another pub to see if I could do it. Hmm. <laughs> Nice. I'll tell you. Well, thing is, like, at least in America, Guinness has a relatively low alcohol content. Uh It's also relatively low calorie, too. Oh, really? I don't know if it's like that everywhere else, but at least here it is. And if you want to hear a good joke involving Guinness, go to YouTube and type Paul McCartney tells a joke. Oh, no. Yeah. That's it, it's a good joke involving Guinness. Should it's, we link yeah, that should, in the show notes? <laughs> we can link it in the show notes. We're not going to tell it here. Uh uh uh. Because <laughs> we'll have to do some bleeping. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, I don't even think I'd want to put a special uncensored one for our Patreon sponsors, but 
But yeah, Logan Arcade, that's a great place. Uh, though they also had a uh, James Bond pinball machine. That, uh, which I played uh, at Midwest Gaming Classic. Ah, okay. Is it, do you, if, as a, someone who plays pinball more than I do, likely, uh, how do, what do you think of it? I enjoyed it. They were doing some kind of live stream with it, too. Yeah, I, I uh, was a little confused about how you get the, because there's a dial there with like the double O numbers, and I was confused as to how that works, but uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Actually, they have two pinballs, one that's uh, strictly Dr. No, and one that's uh, uh, just James Bond in general. I've, I've played the uh, the James Bond one, which covers more movies, and I enjoyed it. At Midwest Gaming Classic, they had a special, they had, they had them out on the floor, but they also had a, a little special presentation tent where they were showing uh, Dr. No on the screen behind the pinball machines. And um, hmm. that was kind of neat. Nice. And they had a they had a guy in there dressed up like James Bond. And it was. Oh, and I can go to Midwest Gaming Classic next year. Yay. Because it doesn't interfere with spring break or anything. So, yay. I'm thinking of getting my tickets now, or at least as soon as my wife starts collecting a paycheck again. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and so yeah, I, that's going to be cool. Sp- oh, speaking of which, you are a lying liar who lies. Lying gets. Okay. You told Tom Dunk. That I couldn't be there because I was in San Diego. I thought you were. Liar. Okay, where were you? Liar. I was in New Orleans. Oh. Tom, if you're listening, I apologize on behalf of my co-host here. Who's Tom Dunk? Oh, oh, with uh, Guys, Games, and Beer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the guy with the braid. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to San Diego in two weeks, but Okay, you were in New Orleans. Yeah. uh, I'm used to you going to San Diego all the time, so sue me. Really? Hmm. No, don't. Damn. But oh yeah, god, anyway. I saw the greatest. I saw the greatest thing on YouTube just yesterday. Was it yesterday day before? There's a YouTube channel called There I Ruined It, where he takes like music and whatever, and and, and does stuff to it. And he did one of those uh, mesothelioma commercials, and he put it to the can can. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, you, see, you may be entitled to financial compensation. <laughs> I die. This might be a little too soon, but. They, for maximum effect, they should have set that to a Warren Zevon song. Oh, and then they did a... He uh, would have appreciated... I think he would have appreciated that. Maybe. Because he had kind of a dark sense of humor. And then they did a... Uh, there's one that they did, uh, that which I've been watching this channel for a while, but they did a AI-generated Elvis singing Baby Got Back. Well, I like big butts and I cannot lie. You all yeah, the brothers the won't deny when a girl walks by with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Yep. <laughs> and I, oh gosh, I died. We'll oh, link that in the show notes. Yeah, we'll link those in the show notes. But yeah, I came back to Logan anyway, Arcade. Yeah, let's go back to yeah, Vigi games. Yeah, Logan Arcade. Uh, what I found, there wasn't much on the floor that I was really interested in playing, but they they had a tabletop Arkanoid. Oh, I don't know if it was a custom cabinet or what, but I'd never seen anything like it. They had a couple of unique things like that. You probably, uh, those of you who listen to 10 pence, you probably already heard Victor talk about the two uh, Nintendo play choice tens that they have there that that they're like really rare versions of them. I think they're like tabletop versions. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they have some, they have a pretty interesting. I've actually seen a tabletop cocktail table uh, Arkanoid before. Tabletop, not cocktail table. Oh, table. Oh, it's like sits on, sits on a bar. Yes. Oh. And it was still coin oh. operated. Yeah, that's the thing. Everything at Logan Arcade is coin operated. So, oh, dude. Yeah, everything was coin operated. The only cash I had on me was a $20 bill. <laughs> 
so I put that in the change machine, and it's and so it's jackpotting quarters nonstop, <laughs> and I used two quarters the whole damn night. Eighty quarters. Good. Li- well, hey, well, hey, it was fine because we had a lot of laundry to do at home. Oh so well, I, there you go. You know, and the and, the, uh, the uh, odd trip to Aldi. Yeah, right. And the thing is, they give you your quarter back, don't they? That's true. They do. I mean, My I, wife I, has I, a special I, little thingy, atta- a little uh, thing attached to her purse. Which is just for her Aldi quarter. Huh. I have not set foot in an Aldi since I was four years old. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Love that story. So I I don't remember that much about it, but they've gone a little after, more upscale in recent in recent years. But yeah, we weren't at Logan Arcade for very long when the rest of them were like, "Man, do you know where we can get some good food, something decent to eat?" I said, "Hey, I know a place just up the road where you can. It's it's good. It's cheap. It's one of their greasy spoon type places. I like it. I like." And um, so I, I showed it was uh, one of the Golden Nugget locations. They talked about it on the Ten Pence podcast, yes, but I did hear that it's very much like Tony's in uh, Brookfield, not far from uh, Galloping Ghost. It's that kind of menu, like crap ton of food, and they freaking loved it. Oh God, you can't go wrong with food at a place like that. Yeah, they loved that, and they loved the waitress too. She was really ultra friendly and chatty uh-huh. and everything. And I remember Tori said, "Okay." The waitress we have tonight, you know how how cool she is, how friendly she is and everything? She said, do not expect that when you go to London. <laughs> the thing is, I found the exi- I found it not to be true at all. Like everywhere we went, everybody was super friendly. Yeah. Yeah, we went I mean it was I thought it I was like, wow, this is really awesome. Everybody like all the service, everybody. So I I don't know. It might I don't know, it might be that hey, uh, American alert, let's uh put on some uh some smiles and things. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that might, might that might be it. <laughs> when I think of a waitress in uh, in the UK, I think of the Monty Python spam sketch. Oh, we got eggs and bacon, eggs, sausage and bacon. You know that whole that whole should be. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Mainly because I, I, I don't remember the whole thing. I, I had to hear my wife talk a lot about uh, about things like this. Just, oh look, there's a vicious gang of keep left signs. <laughs> Shut up. Your wife is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. So, yeah, like Logan Arcade, I cannot recommend that place enough. There is such a cool okay, place. I got to ask. Uh, I've yeah. never asked this before. Uh-oh. And because uh, you've mentioned this uh, this restaurant up by uh, Logan Arcade that we know about Tony's over by uh, the Galloping Ghost. Is there a place like yeah. that near uh, Retrocade? Um, I'm not sure. I, I really don't know, because when I go to Retrocade, which is an, which is the you, third you go arcade I went to. <laughs> You go to I, I usually go to Vans because yeah. I, I love patronizing mom and pop places. Sure. And Vans is awesome. They have great frozen custard. It's basically a hamburger and hot dog joint other than that. Uh, and they have a lot of good selections there. Friendly mm-hmm. staff. Uh, they're under new management now, but I think they have a, a lot of people from old management still there. Okay. So really, the only thing that changed was some of the staff. Uh, it's a great place. Uh, if you're in West Dundee take a walk over to East Dundee when, when you're taking a gaming break and check out Vans. The other place that I like to go to is uh, Woodfire Pizza, which is on that the corner cool. of Maine and I think second. Have you ever tried that? There's a, a hot dog place in the railroad caboose in uh, East Dundee. Have you ever been there? Oh, God. It's just I north of the Dairy Queen. Have been. I think I went there once. Whenever I'm riding my bicycle on the Fox River Trail and I'm up in, this, up in that area, because that restaurant's right on the trail, literally. I always yeah, stop I, I want to say I've, I know what you're talking about. I want to say I've been there. 
I'm sh- I didn't, now that now that I think of it, I'm sure I have. And after listening to Ten Pence, apparently there's a Mexican restaurant not far from there. That oh, it has horchata. Oh, I like horchata. I love horchata. Oh, I also like when they have the pina colada whip too. That stuff's pretty good. Hmm. So yeah, sat- the Saturday that Sean and Victor and Tori were in town, that was the day they were leaving too. Uh, we we were at. Uh, Replay Andersonville. There's another replay location in Lakeview, I think in Boys Town, or uh-huh. if it's not in Boys Town, it's very close to Boys Town. And I think that's the place that has the Donkey Kong characters on the fire escape in the back. That that picture oh, goes yeah. around once in a while. I think they're the ones that have that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then the next day, I went to Underground Retrocade, and uh, our friend Duke came with me as well. So uh, I do. And I I once again slightly bested my centipede score. So it was a good day. It was a good nice. day. So yeah, three arcades in six days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So yep, six and days. Unfortunately, I couldn't join because of my work schedule, and then I had a personal thing crop up that I had to deal with. And uh, ah. Yeah, so I couldn't join, but uh, you know, and no, I know I didn't meet up with any of the three of them when I was in England because, well, Victor and Tori live in Scotland, and also I think they had out of town guests coming in, uh-huh. so they couldn't do anything. And Sean lives north of London. <laughs> I think I think he lives outside of Manchester. He told me where he lives, and I keep forgetting. Earlier this year, I got a Sega Master System controller. Purchased one from uh, Victor. I wonder if I still saved this. I usually save addresses when I get a package from somebody. I wonder if I still have that hmm. there somewhere. Let's I don't know. see a box. Or is that it right there? Hold on a second. Oh, and by the oh, way, the no, first no. thing Victor said upon seeing me at Logan Arcade was, you lying get. I always thought it was get. It's get. Here's the thing. I, it's a good thing that my wife joined us for uh, replay because she had that question. Yeah. So I said, here. The guys are right here. You ask for clarification. And here's what he said. It is spelled G-I-T, but Northerners tend to pronounce it get, huh. which explains a lot because in uh, the song, I'm so tired by the Beatles, there is a line that says, uh, I curse Sir Walter Raleigh. He was such a stupid get. But if you look at the printed lyrics that come in the White Album, it is mm-hmm. spelled G-I-T. Oh. But the Beatles are from the north. Liverpool is Liverpool. 200 miles north of London. So, oh, yeah, really? of course, I didn't realize it was that far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. So it's like, yeah, it's spelled get, but some people pronounce it get. Cool. It's kind of like I have a, a former boss whose name is spelled Sicily, but it's pronounced Cecily. <laughs> and when I had my first one-on-one meeting with her, I said, okay, what's the deal with your name? And she rolled her eyes and said, I will never forgive my mother for this. It reminds me of the of one Monty Python joke. It was, they were like, and with us today is Raymond Luxury Yacht. Oh, That's geez. not my name. Raymond Luxury Yatch. Yatch. No, it's spelled Raymond Luxury Yatch, but it's pronounced Throat Warbler Mangrove. Mangrove. <laughs> oh, speaking of this, speaking of Monty Python, one oh. Monty Python thing from my England trip that I have to share. Uh-oh. Uh, people people who follow us on Discord will, might have seen this already. We took a tour of the rebuilt Globe Theater, the okay. Shakespeare Theater. The theater, that is the theater. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. Founded. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, the rebuild was sponsored by film director Sam Wanamaker. He's an American. When he was trying to uh, raise funds to rebuild the theater... He contacted a lot of uh, the rich and famous out there. 
he reached out to Michael Palin. Michael Palin said, sure, I'll donate. And uh, anybody who donated would have their name engraved on a stone slab on the sidewalk. Right. A lot of places do that during big, big projects like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he called John Cleese and said, hey, your colleague Michael Palin donated, so can we count on you to donate as well? And so John Cleese said, I'll do it on one condition. You misspell Michael Palin's name. (laughs) And so if you go to the Globe Theater, look at the sidewalk, Michael (laughs) P-A-L-L-I-N. That is awesome. I hope to God that he found out about it by going there and seeing for himself, because right next to his slab is John Cleese's. (laughs) And I want to think that he saw that and he's like, you bastard, I know you're behind this. It would be funny if uh, they contacted Michael Palin and uh, told him what was happening. He's like, "Okay, well, then you spell his give. Then you uh, put his real last. That's what my wife said. My wife said the exact same thing. Oh, God, that's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, boy. So. I didn't do any video game stuff in England, though. Yeah. Because we were just so busy doing other things. The closest thing we had to video game stuff was uh, there's a a place called Camden Market. Uh And my wife wanted to check it out. So we went over to Camden Market. And one of the vendors there had a couple of uh, Pac-Man bags. Yeah. They were licensed from Namco and everything. And uh, she might have bought one because she thought it was there was something adorable about it or something. But uh, that's the closest thing to video games I did. Played some MAME stuff on the flight back, but that's about it. That was when we were flying back on our trip uh, from Iceland last year. Uh, it was the entertainment stuff on the plane, on the flight, well, to and from was kind of limited. I was hoping to find some like good uh, Icelandic uh, heavy metal and or hmm. even rock, but there was the selections were limited. They didn't even have Bjork on their uh, entertainment. Really? System. Yeah, she's like the biggest star to come out of. Uh, Iceland. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I would like to go back and hit up the rock and roll museum they have there hmm. because apparently they have like the punk rock museum is in a in, in an abandoned underground toilet in Reykjavik. Oh, <laughs> which, nice. Which uh, you know, how punk rock can you get? They have abandoned underground toilets all over London too. Well, that doesn't surprise me. But then, but the the rock and roll museum is like this big facility, and uh, it goes through like the history of rock and roll in Iceland. And they have different exhibits. They have a Bjork exhibit, of course. Of course. They also have like a uh, a mock up uh, recording studio where you can record your own stuff and stuff like that. I really wish we would have gone there, but you know, oh well. Oh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of Iceland, when we went last year year before we went, and not long after we got back, there was a volcano eruption, Ooh. and the volcano is erupting again. It just started again. Oh, wow. And uh, the thing is, the, the, the eruption site keeps getting a little further. It's like a 10-kilometer hike out and back to see it. Uh, mm. Last year's was like a 6-kilometer hike. or uh, No, no, it's a 20-kilometer hike out and back la- uh, this year. Last year, it was a 12-kilometer out and back hike to get it. And then the year before, it was like uh, even less than that. But yeah, missed that. But oh, well, what you going to do? Timing is everything. Yeah. The land of oh, fire yeah. and ice. At any rate, I think with that, maybe we should just wrap this up here because we talked longer than I thought. we. <laughs> yeah, really. Now, here's the <laughs> thing. We literally did not decide what we're going to do for the next episode right. until we recorded this. Despite that we already talked about Astro Invader, we decided let's do it again. 
especially because we already got some feedback about it. Yep. And also, this might be kind of one way where we can go back and revisit older things and maybe approach it from a different angle, Mm -hmm. maybe get some better detail, because I don't remember what episode... Oh, you know what? I can look at Castle's Clacks? I don't remember which episode it was when we discussed Astro Invader, but you know what I can do to find out is I can go to our in-progress new website, in which we're going to have a list of games that we talked about, in which users can type in a game to filter it down, so they can not only find out what episode we talked about in, but they can also click on a link to listen to the episode right then and there. And uh, hopefully this site will eventually be live, ideally in the next month or so. So I'm going to put Astro, episode 115. Okay, so it was after we started getting our bearings, so I don't know how how much better we're going to be. But the fact that I don't remember ever talking about it kind of tells me that maybe we didn't do the best job we could have on that. So, hey. What was the other game we were going to talk about? I don't remember. <laughs> Let's uh, open up the spreadsheet. Yeah. Astro Fighter. Okay. I was going to say, please tell me it wasn't Astro Blaster, because we talked about that, too. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk about Astro Fighter and Astro Invader. That will be episode 140. Yeah. Oh, and uh, a little programming note. Uh, oh? Uh, we are actually working on getting a, uh, a very special interview. Oh yeah! Uh, I keep having some trouble getting in contact with the uh, with the people the involved person. that I need to, yeah. but uh, they're they're interested in doing it. It's just a, a matter of sh- of scheduling the uh, the times because yeah. the person in question is very busy and uh, in sort of a roundabout way, he is a TV celebrity. Oh yeah! If you watch a certain TV show, you know this person. Yep. And um, I don't, and I know who it is. And uh, somebody that I live with know, uh-huh. knows who it is and is very impressed at the prospect. <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, we can get a hold of this person before the Astro Invader, Astro Fighter uh, episode, uh, we will uh, shovel, shovel, shuffle that one back <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, we've been shoveling a lot of things yeah. for the past eight years. So, so yeah. I just updated our spreadsheet. And uh, yep. so, yeah. So uh, there we are. Oh, indeed. So uh, we hope we gave gave you some sort of entertainment and uh, yeah, at least a little bit of update as to where we're standing right now. Which right. for me, I'm not standing at all. I'm sitting down. Well, as am I. I am sitting yeah. on my uh, my fully packed keister. Oh. So okay. So uh, once again, uh, thank you for everybody for listening. Uh, let's yes, should we go you. over our uh, people have given us some greatly needed. Yeah. Um, yeah, we owe a lot of people some thanks, including yes. Mike Hat NJ, Richard Valdez, Nate Lockhart, Plaid Mouse, Kurt Musgrave, the SNES Podcast, Timmy Mack, Daniel Chavez, Dean Schmidt, Keith Sheehan, D. Alex, Christian Williams, PJ Steele, Kevin Bean, Mark Super, Atari Bytes Podcast, Underground Retrocade, Rory Coleman, and Retro Game Club podcast. Thank you Yay. all so much for your Patreon su- <laughs> Patreon Patreon sponsors sniss. <laughs> Thank you for giving us money there. <laughs> I, I gotta say I love PJ Steele's name. It sounds like a, an action star. Oh yeah. PJ yeah. Steele in Guns. Guns and guns or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> guns and gu- guns. Oh, guns and boy. Gu- <laughs> He's oh, mercy star. snakes. Oh, and uh, one, one of our patrons uh, have a birthday come up in about six weeks. The person oh, has yeah. the same birthday as me. 
Oh, I know who it is. We went to high school together. He's a year uh, older than me. So, anyway. I went to high school with donates to us, and I think one of them listens to our podcast. Oh, wow. They're... <laughs> As I want to say, there you go. So Same person who thought that we were actually trolling about Tinkle Pit until he went to Galloping <laughs> Ghost and saw it. He's like, oh my God, this is real. That would... He thought we were... we were. It was a big troll. Uncle Pooh is a better troll. <laughs> there's no... You, you bring up that game and the concept. There's no way that could exist. But that is and a real game, though. Whether it was released or not, we don't know. But the ROM is out there and it's fully playable. It is. It absolutely is. Yes. Like but I said, the only anyway. problem I have with that game is it gets very repetitive. Other than that, it's not a bad game. It's no, really no. surprisingly good. And what so. other game exists in which your weapon is fart bubbles? Yep. It would anyway. be neat to see uh, to Doc make a cabinet. <laughs> not no Uncle Pooh cabinet. He you, will eventually. At some point. So, All right. Well, we'll talk hey. to you all later after a while. Yes. And uh, we're going to be tentatively scheduled for our next recording in August. Yep. So we will uh, talk then i guess i don't know yep unless we do sign language which works really good on an audio podcast oh yeah 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 so, all right bye bye everybody support your local arcade roller fink opening and closing theme is the happy l composed by sean courtney follow the pie factory podcast online via facebook on twitter at pie factory pfp or on pie support the show at patreon.com slash pie factory podcast Now, another episode of Burp Along with Sean. Sean was right, but Victor was more right. Excuse me. Ooh, we haven't done a burping with Burp Along with Sean in a while. I think we We just just did.